Let's check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning because it's going to be a busy day in provincial government news. You've got the Premier talking forestry this afternoon. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Yes, major announcement coming from Premier John Horgan this afternoon, Forest Minister Conroy, 2 o'clock. An intentions paper on the future forest policy in British Columbia and... It's not a coincidence. This will include an old growth strategy. So the premier disclosed that yesterday when answering questions again about the standoff over old growth at Ferry Creek. So the government's trying to try to get ahead of the storyline here and say what it's going to do about old growth logging in British Columbia. Right. So obviously a contentious issue there. Has this, how long has this been in the works, though? Uh, It's been in the works for quite a while. Uh, The New Democrats uh, got a start on it during their first term uh, under John Horgan. They did make some changes in tenure and forest policy, and they promised more to come with lumber prices peaking and the stand, well, we think maybe peaking, who knows what the ceiling is on that, and the standoff over old growth. It's been in the works for a while, but I don't think it's any coincidence, Simi, that it's being done today. The pressure for the New Democrats to do something to diffuse that situation out at Ferry Creek is growing, and they have to address the issue with First Nations. The First Nation out there, as you know, regard that land as their land and it's their timber and they don't uh, they don't they want the protesters to get off their land and they want to be able to use the lumber that that the lumber out there the trees uh, as they see fit that's also it's an interesting day too for all of this to be coming to a head this week right when we have also been doing a lot of talking about indigenous people Yeah, a very, very emotional day in the B.C. legislature yesterday, and, you know, I think one would have expected it. It wasn't just that the Premier made a statement, uh, and MLAs made a statement, but you have two members of the House who are also Indigenous people who got up and spoke, and Adam Olson of the Greens and Ellis Ross of the B.C. Liberals, and I think what was most gripping about what they said was, you know, this isn't unimaginable. This isn't a surprise or a shock to Indigenous people. This is what we've been living with in our communities for years. The children who were taken away and never came home. That's the horrible part, too, about this, right? Is that for so many Indigenous people, that's exactly what I heard is, yeah, we knew this was happening. But yeah. now it's a surprise to everybody else. Yeah, and and Olson in particular pointed out that a lot of this is in the Truth and Reconciliation yes. Commission report. So the fourth volume of that report, which came out just before Christmas in 20, uh, 2015, was, uh, was Missing Children and Unmarked Burials. And what the report said was that the commission, and they spent seven years working away at this, only got partway into the story. One of the things they said was that um, it's not just that the children were taken away. When they died at residential schools, the remains were not returned to the families. And in some cases, they were buried without names, without a cause of death, without gender, in cemeteries on the site of the residential school and... If the cemeteries were marked at one time while the school was open, 
after the schools were abandoned, the cemeteries were abandoned. So it's actually the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, Simi, that suggested using technology such as ground-penetrating radar Mm -hmm. to see what could be found on the sites. And that's what they did in Kamloops. They they did that. Now, the report we have out of Kamloops, the report hasn't been released. These are only preliminary findings, and that's just one residential school. So obviously... There's a lot more work that needs to be done in Kamloops and in the dozen and a half residential school sites here in British Columbia and in the residential school sites across Canada. Is there any indication that the provincial government is going to step up then and say, we will commit to helping with this work? Yeah, I think the the premier said that yesterday. He said, you know, we'll do whatever it takes. Now, uh, you know, Horgan is... It, it, it's understandable his position. He's willing to do whatever it takes, but obviously you're going to have to work with the federal government. You're going to have to work with the churches. Um, you know, again, Kamloops is a good example. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission report published the names of 52 children from who died at that school and who were buried there and in memoriam. But they said... These are the only the 52 whose names were in the record yeah. and who were named. Uh, so we now have a report that suggests 215 remains. Um, it doesn't cover, the, the survey work doesn't cover the whole ground. Uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission cautioned that the evidence from ground-penetrating radar needs to be examined further. So what we're probably looking at here, Simi, now is excavations on the site, probably will take DNA testing to connect the remains that are found to the people in the region. There's a lot more work to be done here. I do think that this will provide the impetus um, for the national government to work with provincial governments and get the work done that, again, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission said in its final report more than five years ago, our work is not finished on this. This needs to be done. Well, now that Canada's been embarrassed around the world on this one, I think it'll happen. Good. It's about time. Um, Okay, we've got some pandemic news here as well, because we've got uh, information coming on Thursday, right, about AstraZeneca? Yeah, your information coming on Thursday, uh, AstraZeneca. um, Dr. Henry says uh, it'll be definitive on second doses to the extent that you'll be given options. So um, whether uh, whether that will include that there are now more supplies available and you'll be able to get AstraZeneca, it will include um, up-to-date information on mixing of vaccines, so whether or not you'll get Pfizer or Moderna, all coming on Thursday. And, um, you know, she's also, she talked yesterday about there's still obviously some glitches around registration for second doses. We've had reports on on people getting yes. mistaken. So that's still working. But, you know, what they're saying overall, overall, Simi, is register. And even if you think you're registered, check that you're registered. And don't worry about registering twice because the system won't let you do that. And don't assume you're registered, particularly if you were vaccinated. Um, 
in the first week of April or any time before that. It's interesting you mentioned that about the glitch because I've had emails on that where apparently people with more than one middle name. So if you've got yeah. two middle names, that's yeah. causing a bit of a problem. Yeah, well, we know how smart computers are, right? I mean, all, <laughs> most of my anger management issues are around the damn computer and the rest around the printer uh, for not following instructions and doing what I want. So it, as Dr. Henry says, it's not surprising there are glitches. Double check if you're not getting satisfaction. The other thing that came through to me yesterday, Simi, as a pen pandemic pessimist is Dr. Henry is still concerned about variants. There's a lot of transmission still going on in British Columbia. It is rapid. It is in long-term care because these variants are more communicable, more transmissible. So she's still saying we need to be cautious here, folks. There is still considerable risk associated with transmission of COVID-19 especially the variants. All right, lots of work to do. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Sim.